Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About Autism. My name is Emily, and I'm a psychology student. In this podcast, let's talk about everything autism, from where it all began to what we know now. Why do some people prefer sweet food over savoury? Why can we get along with some people and not others? Or the many other combinations of preference and personality that make us unique. The neurodiversity movement signals our understanding, or lack thereof, of how the behaviours of autistic people aren't that different from our understanding of neurotypical brains. In today's episode, let's talk about the aims of the neurodiversity movement and why this perspective is a step in the right direction. Social and communication difficulties and restricted and repetitive behaviours, together or individually, implies the presence of autism, but these same behaviours can also be found in neurotypical people. So why should someone have to identify with the label of being diagnosed with a disorder when many neurotypical people also exhibit these behaviours? The neurodiversity movement aims to create a new perspective on neurological and cognitive disorders, with autism taking centre stage. Rather than seeing disorders like autism as a condition that must be diagnosed and treated, the neurodiversity movement's perspective is that the symptoms and behaviours of non-neurotypicals are simply typical expressions of human function. Neurodiversity advocates argue that the behaviours and characteristics that medical professionals view as atypical and that need alteration should instead be included in the typical range of human behaviours. What is defined as typical should expand to consist some of communication and socially unpleasant but not damaging behaviours. So the overarching goal of the neurodiversity movement is to expand what is viewed as typical and acceptable rather than attempting to alter atypical behaviours. While there's a significant focus on autism and the neurodiversity movement, the perspective also aims to normalise human behaviours in Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHs, dyspraxia, a movement difficulty, Tourette's syndrome, the occurrence of tics, and dyscalculia, difficulties with mathematics. So for people leading the neurodiversity movement, whether it's for autism or one or many of the other difficulties, this allows individuals to find acceptance, not be labelled with a diagnosis. After all, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, DSM-5, is open to interpretation and is very subjective, with no brain scans or blood tests involved in diagnosing autism and the other difficulties. The neurodiversity movement also aims to represent the minority groups, in this instance, autistic individuals, who in some cases receive treatment with the aim of changing who they are because it doesn't fit with the societal norms. For instance, for autistic people who fall into the range of average intelligence, why isn't this factored in when deciding whether or not they require treatment, or when determining the course of treatment that should be prescribed? This leaves autistic individuals having little to no input when it comes to what they or their families are comfortable with. Trying to fix autism is like trying to cure left-handedness. So the neurodiversity movement aims to shift the thinking to accepting autistic individuals for who they are, not as society expects them to be. By expanding what is viewed as typical and acceptable, rather than attempting to alter atypical behaviours, 
we move towards viewing non-neurotypical behaviours as merely typical expressions of human function. Autism should be seen as an identity, not a curable disease. Let's Talk About Autism is now on Instagram. Search Let's Talk About Autism podcast on Instagram or click on the link in the description below to follow so you can stay tuned for new episodes, extras and much more. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Let's Talk About Autism. Autism.